भद्रम कर्णे शृणुयाम देवा भद्रम पश्येक्षजत्रा स्थिरंगुष्टुवागंसनूभि व्यशेम देवितयदायु स्वस्ती न इंद्रो वृद्धस्रवा स्वस्ती न पूषा विश्ववेदा स्वस्तिर्नस्ताक्षुरिष्टनेमि स्वस्ती नो बृहस्पतिर्दधा ओं शांत शांत शांति हरिओ मे वी हियर विथ ओर इयर्स वॉट इज ऑस्पिशियस मे वी सी विथ ओर आईज वॉट इज ऑस्पिशियस वाइल प्रेइंग विथ स्टेडी लिम्स मे वी अटेन द लाइफ स्पैन अलॉटेड टू अस may indra bestow well being on us may pushan the god of the earth who is all knowing bestow well being on us may garura the destroyer of evil bestow well being on us may brihaspati also bestow well being on us om shanti 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 so today we will enter into the second part of mundaka upanishad so there are three parts each part of the mundaka upanishad consists of two chapters so today we will start the first chapter of the second part of mundaka upanishad so just as a prelude here we will find in the first three mantras as we study the description of the paravidya starts as we saw that in the very first chapter of the first part of mundaka upanishad when the question was asked that what is that by knowing which everything is known and to that answer to answer that the guru responded by saying guru angirasa and the disciple is name is shonaka so angirasa versus he is responding that there are two types of knowledge instead of giving a direct answer he is saying there are two types of knowledge one is apara and another is a paravidya and after that he dealt with the aparavidya all the so called knowledge in those days available knowledge starting from all the this six philosophies all the various vedas sorry not the philosophy all the four vedas the vedangas and the vedas which includes the karmakanda all those was under the purview of aparavidya and that in a as a summary the second chapter of the first part of mundaka upanishad dealt with that and after showing the limitation which ensues from pursuing the aparavidya now the second chapter starts with the enunciation of the paravidya the supreme knowledge 
So that's the real truth. The knowledge of Brahma, Brahma Vidya alone can lead us to emancipation. So that alone is the Satyam. So let us read the mantra, the first mantra of the first chapter of second part of Mundakupanishad, and we will go to the discussion gradually. Tat etat satyam yatha sudiptat pavakat visfulingaha sahasrasha prabhavante sarupaha tha aksharat vividha somya bhava prajayante tatra chaeva apiyanti. So, what it is speaking of? With the help of an allegory. A simile. They are trying to explain the Saguna Brahma. So we will find that the Brahman, the ultimate reality, is finds expression as the Nirguna as well as the Saguna. The Nirguna Brahma is the ultimate, which is beyond all attributes. It finds expression as the cosmic mind, which do have attributes. So first. It is speaking of that Saguna Brahma, the Brahma with attributes. And what it is saying, the entire creation is as if, like the sparks of which the Saguna Brahma is like the blazing fire. So that's the truth. What's the truth? This is the truth. The truth which you are searching for, the Paravidya. Let's start with the Saguna Brahman. And then from there we will go to the Nirguna Brahman. We will go to the discussion gradually. So what it is saying, it is giving an example. As from a blazing fire, pavaka, sudiptat pavaka, sudipta means blazing, pavaka means fire. As from a blazing fire, visfulinga, the sparks which fly off. This flying off, the sparks are flying off. Sahasrasha. They are innumerable in thousands. In thousands, Sahasra means thousand. In thousands, these sparks are flying off from that blazing fire. Prabhavante Sarupaha. This is Sarupa is a very significant word. That though the blazing, these sparks are a very small portion of that blazing fire, but essentially, in essence, the nature of the blazing fire is identical with each and every spark. So they're essentially similar, essentially akin. That's the meaning of the word sarupaha. Sahasrasha prabhavante sarupaha. Tatha aksharat vividha somya bhava prajayante tatra chaeva apiyanti. So similarly, so this with the help of this simile, they're trying to explain that how from the Saguna Brahma, the entire creation has emanated. Somya. So oh, the good looking one. It's not just the physical beauty. The good looking means the one who is of good nature, who is already Shanta, Danta, who has already controlled his senses, who has calmed down his mind and is in search of the eternal truth. So that good-natured one is the Soumya. Though literally it means the beautiful, the good-looking one. 
but the real meaning is the inner beauty. So the inner beauty which speaks of the calmness, the control over the senses, the search for the reality. So this other nature, the good nature, which has been spoken of as Somya. So the one who is a good natured one, know it for certain that the various beings, we are all the beings, each and every animate beings, they come forth from that imperishable Brahman. Just the way the sparks come out from the blazing fire. Similarly, all the jiva, each and every living entity comes out from that akshara. Akshara means, akshara in Sanskrit means perishable. A is used in the sense of negation, that which is imperishable, which is everlasting, which was never born, which is never going to die from that eternal existence. This, the various jivas come out. So in essence, they're the same. The Saguna Brahma is the conscious principle is the same as each as the essence of each and every jiva. So Tatha Aksharat Vividha Somya Bhava Prajayante Tatra Eva Cha Apiyanti. They come forth from it and again they merge in it, they return in it. Apiyanti means to again return. So Prajayante means to come out, to spring forth. Praja means to give birth. So it springs forth from that imperishable Brahman and again it merges into it, it returns into it. So this is the truth, the satya, which you have been asking for. That's the one. So now here we will find that various commentaries have came out from the Upanishads. All the various darshanas, the philosophies like Dvaita, Advaita, Vishishta Advaita, all came out from the Upanishads. Here, this sloka, this mantra, gives an idea of Vishishta Advaita as if that the ultimate reality is the whole of which everything is a part. That's the way of interpretation. But know it for certain. When I'm reading any text, if you just take out one of the, just a small portion of that text, leaving out the entire text, the entire text, you just leave out just a section of it. Naturally, you can never get the whole meaning out of it. It will supposed to be biased. As Swami Vivekananda used to say very nicely that all the commentators were conscious liars. We shouldn't uh, use the word, I'm just using the word of Swamiji. They're all uh, this, Acharyas are highly respected. But why he's saying conscious liars? Because for them, the philosophy to which they adhered, the school to which they adhered, to establish that, they only took out a portion of the Upanishad, which is suitable for their interpretation. If you read it as a whole, the meaning will come out very palpably. If with this first mantra, if we immediately connect, try to connect the second, third, and so on, you'll find that the entire meaning is coming out. 
otherwise there is a chance of a gap in understanding and that's how the various philosophies came out they took out what suited their way of interpretation only that much of text and with that they were interpreting so that's why swamiji is telling that to, to establish their school they were all do, torturing the text they did lot of text torturing and in the process that they were the conscious liars knowingly they did it so if we read the second mantra the third mantra all taken together then you will find that it is not a particular philosophy all the philosophies are correct all the darshanas are correct from particular perspective but it doesn't take the picture as a whole here it is speaking of saguna brahma not the ultimate reality the moment we read to the second mantra we will find the idea that it is speaking of the saguna brahma what is saguna brahma now the question is that the only that as far the advaitic school that there is only that non dual reality the conscious principle which is non dual which alone is ekam eva advitiyam because of ignorance when that non dual entity is projected as is projected as the saguna brahman saguna brahman is a cosmic mind then the question of parts come here the example they have given is the blazing fire from which the sparks are coming out in the olden days that's the example they have resorted to now in the modern days there are some other examples which will clarify the idea in a much better way what's the uh, that's the idea that how as a cosmic mind we individuals are a part of that cosmic mind so from the jiva point of view as jiva is the thing which transmigrates that what is transmigrates it is mainly the mind we with our sanskaras the mind with the sanskaras is transmigrating and it is getting various bodies so it is basically the antakaran the mind which is the what is a part of the cosmic mind to understand that that this example uh, examples never give the real idea it somehow with examples which is called upama a part of the thing which is similar to the thing which is been exemplified we are taking only that portion after all the blazing fire is not the brahman so it is just an example let us take some another example see now when i am sitting here in this room i know the atmosphere is full of electromagnetic radiations so innumerable tv channels are there innumerable show this uh, this the zoom classes are going on all the things which are transmitted is in the form of electromagnetic radiation it is everywhere when you are now who are attending the class online it's not only the class which we are having the electromagnetic radiation corresponding to that is in your room sitting there it's actually the all the radiations are there so cosmic mind you can say is the collection of the all the 
mental impressions, just like the, all the electromagnetic radiations are there in your room at present as the collective. Then what's, what becomes individual? Now you, as per your choice, you have decided that you will be attending this class today. So as per your choice, you are having, you have just entered a particular ID, a password, and that helped you to tune your computer or the laptop or whatever device with which you are attending the class. To tune that with a very particular wavelength of that electromagnetic waves. And that resembles the class which has been transmitted. So now what, now you will understand the whole and the part. The whole is something non-local, which has all the information. The jiva is as per the samskara, as per my samskara, as per my temperament. When we are taking birth in a particular situation, we are downloading just the way at present you are, you are downloading in your laptop the present class. Though there is a chance to, uh, what you say that, uh, uh, immediately uh, switch to any other channels of the TV or to some other class, so many things is possible. But you have decided that you will attend this class. So that particular uh, frequency is being chosen by the ID and by the password which you have uh, typed in your computer and immediately or just resorting to only this class. So similarly, our mind is just a part of the cosmic mind. Only those things which to which I am attuned as per my samskaras, as my temperament, that constitutes my mind. So as the mind is concerned, there is something called the collective mind, where all the informations are there of which we form a part. So now you will understand that as the, when we are taking the Saguna Brahma, which is the cosmic mind, then there is a question of whole and part. With the present uh, example, we will find that it becomes easy to understand. In the olden days, there was no question of uh, relating to electromagnetic radiation. Those things were not discovered. So they were resorting to some other examples. But we find that, that those examples sometimes doesn't give a very clear picture because the mind is non-local and here that examples which they are taking is something which has to do with locality. A blazing fire is after all, in this particular place, the fire is blazing from which the sparks are coming out. They are also in within a particular space, but the cosmic mind is something non-local. So that's why this example sometimes fails to give the clear picture of what has been spoken of here. So some other examples in the commentary they have given that, that Brahman, what you say that this, uh, the multiplicity of the various beings is due to the multiplicity of the upadhis. That I, as per my mind, as per my nature, as per certain upadhis, am limiting the Saguna Brahman in a particular way. So what's the example Shankaracharya is resorting to in this commentary? That Akasha is one. 
So his example to certain extent gives speaks of that non-locality, locality. There's one akasha, this one sky. Now that when I keep some utensils, uh, when I'm having some utensils, I have just kept in my kitchen table. Those that same akasha is pervading outside as well as inside that all those utensils. It may be some pot, it may be a jar. So it's the same akasha which is inside the pot and which is inside the jar. When the pot is not there, the jar is not there. It is the same akasha, one undivided akasha. One uh, undivided, this space is there. The moment we keep some two vessels, the outer this covering, the outer outline of the vessel as if limits the akasha, limits the space. And now I say the space within the pot, the space within the jar. Ghata akasha, pata akasha. So, so still you will find that the, actually we are just uh, to resort to the examples which Shankaracharya has given, we are, we are stating that, but don't you, uh, you feel that the example of the electromagnetic radiation gives a more clear picture. So that's the idea. There's so many other examples are resorted to that, that the same non-dual Brahman, because of ignorance when it appears as the mind, and then the question of whole and part comes. Another example is like that, which somehow resembles Sri Ramakrishna's example. That just take the infinite expanse of water. That's the Brahman. And now, because of that, uh, the winter, the fall of temperature, because it's cold, a sheet of ice is formed over the water. And that sheet of ice has innumerable holes. And those holes are of various shapes and various sizes. So the lake as such is Brahman, the expanse of lake. The sheet of ice is the ignorance which is covering the Brahman. Innumerable holes are the innumerable jivas. And the various attributes that differentiate one being from the other speaks of the various shapes and sizes. So with these various examples, we are trying to relate to the idea which has been spoken of. That the ultimate reality, because of ignorance, we don't know how it has happened. The ignorance means what? We don't know that some we that ultimate reality, which is non-dual, is finding expression as the cosmic mind, which is the collection of all the informations pertaining to this phenomenal existence. What I see outside as an information is in the mind. Everything, whatever I see. And those the collection of the information is the cosmic mind. And our mind is just a part of it, just the way we were giving the example that when you are tuning to a channel, particular channel of a TV, though all the channels are present in your room as electromagnetic radiation, you are getting tuned up to a particular channel. That's why you are just a part of the whole. So this is the idea with which we will uh, gradually try to proceed to the next mantras. That this is speaking of the Saguna Brahman. And it is not the Nirguna Brahman. Beyond that, 
the non-dual conscious principle is there, which can never be transformed. It somehow, because of ignorance, is appearing as the Saguna Brahma, as the cosmic mind. So in Vedanta, always we should understand that there is no vikara, real transformation. Just the way the milk becomes curd, it is a transformation. There is no such vikara or parinama. It is not really transforming. It is rather vivartha. These terms are very important. It is not vikara, but vivartha. What does vivartha means? It is superimposition. Something appearing as something else. Just the way we say that when in the dark, in the twilight hours, a rope is lying and you mistaken it to be a snake. The snake was never there. When I am deluded, still it is the rope. Previously it was the rope. It is when I am deluded, still it is the rope. When my delusion will vanish, still it will be the rope. But for the time being, I am seeing it as the snake. So similarly, because of a jnana, because of ignorance, the real transformation has not happened. It's the same non-dual conscious principle, which the first transformation is, the first superimposition adhyasa is in the form of the cosmic mind. And from that cosmic mind, all the various jivas with various uh, attributes, upadhis, have manifested as has been spoken of in the Chandogya Upanishad. What it says, Yatha Somyekena. It is in the sixth chapter of Chandogya Upanishad. It starts with that, the sixth chapter, in the very fourth mantra, first chapter, fourth mantra. That what Yatha, sixth part of the uh, Chandogya Upanishad, Yatha Somya Ekena Mritpindena Sarvang Mrinmayang Vigyatam Syat. Vacharambhanam vikara namadheyam mrittika iti eva satyam. The same again, this example that with mrinmaya, with clay, with clay, I have made lot of clay utensils. Some pot, jar, tumbler, so many utensils we have prepared. But in essence, they are all clay. So, hey, oh Soumya, oh the good-natured one, ekenam ritpindyana, that is from the same clay, a lump of clay, that ekena, from that one lump of clay, sarvang brinmayan, vigyatan, all the utensils which are made of clay, in essence they are mrinmaya, they are made of clay, anything in Sanskrit the word maya means the thing which permeates, when I say someone is Karuna Maya, he is full of Karuna, compassion. Similarly, Mrinmaya means the thing which is full of clay only. It may be the jar, it may be the pot, it may be the tumbler, but it is the same clay. So that's what's meant by Mrinmaya. So all the utensils made of clay is after all Mrinmaya. In essence, it is clay and clay alone. Once you know that the, the nature of clay, you know the nature of all the utensils. If you know clay, you know the, what all those utensils are in essence. So similar are uh, this idea is spoken of here.
So this part is in essence the same as the whole. So it is this all the jivas in essence speaks of the ultimate reality with which is behind the cosmic mind as well as behind the individual minds. The same cosmic mind. Behind it, that conscious principle is there. This, and behind that again, the, uh, the, same cos- the same conscious principle is also behind the each and every individual soul. Again, with the help of modern example, let us try to understand what it is saying. Now for transmitting something, when I'm sitting here, for this, taking this class, what is required? It is plugged onto the electricity. The bias voltage is electricity. And then through some, my this laptop and all, uh, at last the electromagnetic waves are transmitted. So for the transmission, what is the thing which is required? The electric current. And now this trans, there are so many transmissions of that a particular transmission you are receiving. For that, again, the device is again plugged on. It is is connected to some electrical source. So as the electricity, as the bias voltage from here, it is transmitted. So for the thing which is transmitting behind that, the thing which is enabling it to transmit, Without its association, it cannot transmit its electricity. And the particular transmission which you are receiving of all the transmissions, for that also, again, to receive that basic thing is electricity. So like now you will understand that Brahman is the substratum of both the cosmic mind as well as all the individual minds, which these individual minds of the jivas, the cosmic mind, is of Brahma or the Hiranyagarbha or Ishwar. So this cosmic mind behind that also the Brahman is there. And with the individual mind also that same Brahman is there. The Brahman, that Nirguna Brahman, which is which uh, is beyond the cosmic mind, beyond the Hiranyagarbha. This Hiranyagarbha means the seed from which the entire creation came out because it is the storehouse of all the information, the collective mind, from where it, everything came out. So the Brahman is behind that, and the Brahman is behind each and every jiva. So as in essence, I am one with the Saguna Brahma. In essence, though Saguna Brahma is the Ishwar, his Maya Dhish is the ruler of Maya, and I am Maya Dhin. I am within the domain of Maya. He is the Lord. I am just the ordinary mortal being, but in essence, we are the same. When we say Tattvamasi, that's the meaning. The essence of Ishwara and the essence within me, both are same. So what's that essence? That Nirguna Brahman, which is behind the Sarguna Brahman, that will be, which is beyond all attributes, just the electricity. As electricity has no attributes, the moment it is transmitted, it has so many attributes. There are so many things which has been transmitted. Each has particular, uh, uh, what you say that, uh, storehouse of information. All so many channels are there. They all are having their own thing. The thing which has been transmitted, that what constitutes all those various radiations. Are, they, they, that's constitutes the various channels. 
So there is differentiation. They do have attributes. One can be differentiated from the other. But as electricity, can you differentiate it? The same bias voltage which, with which your laptop is activated, the same bias voltage with which my laptop is also activated, the transmission as well as the receiver, both are being activated by the same bias voltage. Is there any type of difference between the bias voltage with which your computer is or your electronic device is connected, is different from that mine? There is no differentiation. I cannot in any way differentiate this current with that current, but I can differentiate the thing which I'm transmitting. I can differentiate the thing which you're receiving. So these are, there are attributes in the cosmic mind. Cosmic mind is like the transmitter of all transmissions and individual minds are the receivers of particular transmissions. There are so many TV channels. I am just seeing viewing only one channel. So this, all the channels are at present there as electromagnetic waves in the atmosphere, but they have some demarcation. It one can be demarcated from the other. So these constitutes the various attributes, which is demarcating the attributes means the characteristics, which is demarcating one from the other. So that all these attributes are in the cosmic mind. All the attributes are in the jiva. Jivas have specific attributes, which makes me different from you, but the collection of all the attributes is the cosmic mind. Beyond attributes is the Nirguna Brahman, just the electricity. It has, as electricity, it, the same electricity, when it is transmitted, it is transmitted as light, as sound, as a particular scene. When you are watching the TV, the, uh, you are seeing some, uh, what is some picture, and you are hearing some sound. It's the same electricity, which has got converted into that light and sound. That's your receiving. So as light and sound, it is differentiated, but as electricity it is the same. So now you will understand these examples will help you to understand what it is spoken of as Nirguna Brahman, beyond, because of ignorance, the cosmic mind, first is the first evolute that comes out from the Nirguna, Nirguna Brahman. But that Nirguna Brahman is beyond all attributes. So that will be explained in the next mantra. So the moment you read the next mantra, then you will find that the first mantra was just speaking of the Saguna, the cosmic mind. If I say this is the ultimate reality, then of course, the absolute reality is the whole of which we become a part. From there, the Vishishta Dvaita can be explained. But you take this together, the second mantra, then again, that you will find the inkling of the Advaita is also here. So let's read the mantra, what it is speaking of. So now that this bias voltage, which activates the transmitter as well as the receiver, the cosmic mind, as well as the individual jivas. So what is that? That is something which is beyond all attributes, but that alone is the self-luminous, the current actually, without current, nothing is possible. We are taking the example as a means current is not Brahman. We're taking this example to understand, to, comp this, to compare it with what we are saying. That as in your computer, in my computer, what has made it luminous? It is the bias voltage, the current. So that is the source. So that is alone, that alone is self-luminous. 
So that's being indicated here in the second mantra. It speaks of that Nirguna Brahma. Divya, he Amurta Purusha. Let us read the mantra and then we will go to the explanation. Sa Bhaihyab so sabhayantara hi ajah aprana hi a mana shubra hi aksharat parata paraha. So I'm just breaking the words so that it becomes easy to understand. Divya hi the actual stroke is divya hyamurta purusha. Means he and amurta is sandhi. So we have to break so that it becomes easily uh, understood. Divya hi amurta purusha sa bhayabhyantara hi aja. Hyajaha, instead of saying hyajaha, hi ajaha. Aprana hi ahmana shubra hyaksharat. We are breaking it into hi aksharat. So he means indeed. So this word he is used. That divya hi amurta purusha. Indeed he is that, that self luminous nirguna brahman is Amurta, beyond form. Again, go to that example. Electricity has no form. But the moment it is transmitted, in the transmission, of course there is some scene which is transmitted. It has a form. It has a sound. But as electricity, it is Amurta. It is no form. So the one who is the ultimate reality, the self-luminous one, who is beyond the Saguna Brahma, is formless, is Amurta. And he is Purusha. Why is Purusha? Purusha means Puri Shayanat Iti Purusha. That the when I am transmitting the same Amurta is now, is again appearing as the Amurta in your computer because the same bias voltage is there. So he is within your computer, your electronic device system also. Puri Shayanat. So what it means? The same non-dual reality which is behind the Saguna Brahman is as if is hidden in the core of our being also. So that's why his Purusha, Purishayana, in each and every being, the same non-dual reality he, as the essence is residing there. The all-pervading Brahman who dwells in all the bodies as consciousness. So that's the Purusha. Sa Bhaihantara it's permeating the entire existence. It is within us, it is without us, everywhere. So when my just in this, uh, the laptop through which it is transmitting, first electricity is going inside, it is within, and then it is being transmitted as the electromagnetic radiation. The same electricity is being converted into the electromagnetic radiation. It is within, it is without. And again, for your computer, there it is without which is being received by you and through that electricity and again it is within. So it is within and without. It is permeating the entire existence. So that's the meaning of Sabhayantara. It is within and without. The thing which is the core of our being is projected as the universe. Sabhayantara hi ajaha. That is birthless. The bias voltage is always there. The sceneries which is being transmitted is being created. Something is being recorded and it is created that when we are taking the class, 
all the things which we are speaking was not there previously. The moment I speak, it has been created. But the transmission which is carrying these words, because of that electricity, it was always there. It's only the same electricity is, is taking a different form as electromagnetic radiation, which is again in decoded by your computer as the word and the picture. You are seeing me and you're hearing my words. So what we are doing through the computer is a very poor imitation of nature. So here it is only light and sound, but within us, the conscious principle when finds expression as this universe, it is being projected not only as light and sound, it is the pancha, the five types of perceptions, five types of sensual perceptions. This, through the eyes we see, through the ears we hear, the smell, nose we smell, with the tongue we taste and touch. So these five things are transmitted, the five things are received. So this is constantly going on. But the one for because of whom it is happening, he is ajah. He is always there. The other things are being born, and there is transformation. Anything which is born has to undergo the transformation. Has to go through the process of transformation. The thing which is unborn alone is in the eternal present. Anything is born has to go through the sharavikara. Jayate, Asti, Vardhate, Viparinamate, Apakshyate, Nasti. These six changes are bound to be there. Anything which is born at last has to die and it has to go through this, all these six transformations. But the thing which is Aja is eternally there. It has no transformation. For the time being, let us take that electricity. As electricity, it has no transformation as a bias voltage. It is just the same as your bias voltage you are in your laptop. There is no change in it. Apranahi amana shubra. So when it is being transmitted, it gets converted into that energy. That energy being is received. What is being encoded as information while transmitting is being decoded by you, the one who is receiving. So in the process, it speaks of the transmission of energy. But the one who is behind that, the, the, the substratum of all this thing, is behind all the vital force, aprana, amana. Just here, the computer, we find, don't find the expression of the vital force. To, to understand this, the vital force, let us take another example. So now, you know, there are so many rovers going around in the Mars. In the Mars, when they're going around from how they're going around there it is from here in the from the from earth through the remote con, this through remote uh, control we are actually guiding their motion there even in mars how it is happening again only through mind so modern science really helps us to understand these mantras in a much better way that's why swamiji again and again told that the discovery of science is welcome because it will help us to understand the Vedanta in a better way. All the wrong understandings will be washed off and the real essence will shine forth. Just see how easy it becomes with the help of these modern findings. It is not the same. 
But these examples are much better than the examples which were given in the olden days. These examples helps us to understand more clearly that how prana, something energy, behind that there can be some information. Just see, for sitting here with the remote, the rovers are moving in the Mars. And that speaks of energy, something that movement, any movement speaks of energy. How it is happening? It is happening with information, just by the, this electromagnetic transmission. But the one which is behind the transmission, that again, that bias voltage, it is not showing any signs of vitality. So it is a prana. And as long as it is the bias voltage, it is yet to take the form of all those electromagnetic uh, transmission, which is carrying the information. So it is amana, there is no mind in it. Shubra, it is in its purest form, without any deformation, without any transformation. Shubra, Shubra means white, Shubra means pure, where no deformation has happened. So that aksharat, now this word is very important. Parata, para. If you miss this, then again, that the various philosophies has came out that way. You have not taken the entire picture. Parata, para. Greater than the great, the great, the para, the supreme truth which has been spoken of in the previous mantra. What has been spoken of here is greater than that. Parata, para. It is the supreme, higher than the supreme imperishable. In the last mantra, it was speaking of that Saguna Brahman, the cosmic mind, which constitutes the cosmic mind. It is beyond that. Parata, para. Aksharat, parata, para. So this, that is also akshara. Cosmic mind is also akshara. And this is also akshara. There is no uh, what is it? it is imperishable, it is not perishable, it is akshara. But this akshara is supreme to the previous akshara which has been spoken of. It is beyond that cosmic mind. It is because of ignorance that non-dual entity is finding expression as the cosmic mind where all the attributes comes into picture. Before that, there is no attribute. It is through ignorance people associate Atman with the different bodies and believe that it too possesses the prana, mind, senses. That we think that when I say I am, what we do the mistake, I think this, this psychophysical existence is my constitutes my amness. Is it really so? Even with the common example, we will find that it is actually never so. Even in our common language, what we say, my hand, my feet, that I am something different. That's the way your laptop, my laptop, my bag, it is not me. It is thing, something I possess. So when I say my heart, my brain, my body, my hand, my feet, so it's not me. They are not me. There are things which I possess. Even in our language, we say that. But somehow, though we are speaking the correct thing, but in our day-to-day realization is we get totally identified with it. To give another example, because of some reasons, because of some accident or some reason, if someone's leg is amputated, 
does he say that i am 80% of me though he has left most probably has lost his hand or feet whatever it may be he is still the same i who was before that accident just losing a part in no way gives him the sense that he has really lost a certain person a percentage of his existence he is still the entire whole so the real core of our being is something which can never be divisible that's the akshara that is supreme that is beyond the supreme uh, saguna brahman which has been spoken of in the previous mantra so divya hi amurta purushah sah bahyantarahi ajah aprana hi amana shubra aksharat parata para so with this uh, uh, the next will be this nirguna this nirguna brahman has been spoken of is without attributes but in association with maya because of ignorance this brahman uh, uh, appears as the saguna brahman which is the cause of the creation so whenever the upanishad speaks of brahman as the cause of creation know it for certain that it is referring to the saguna brahman to the cosmic mind as again will be indicated in the third mantra the next mantra what it is speaking the third mantra of the first chapter of second part of mundaka upanishad this speaks how because of ignorance first the cosmic mind comes into comes as an evolute and from that the entire phenomenal existence which is nothing but the which actually speaks of the five way we perceive this universe through our sight through our uh, sound through taste through smell and through touch beyond this our universe has nothing it is the, the entire universe constitutes these five senses so how this universe gradually this the universe constituting of these five sensual perceptions emanates from that saguna brahman is been spoken of the sequence of the evolutes has been spoken of in the third mantra so this mundaka upanishad is important that way it gives the structure of vedanta that in vedanta we speak that because of ignorance the absolute reality is finding expression as the mind as the prana as the five sense organs as the five uh, sense perceptions the panchabhuta this idea this sequence from where we get from this upanishad from the mundaka upanishad the third mantra speaks of that sequence the sequence of superimposed reality is being indicated in this mantra so what is this mantra etasmat jayate prana mana sarvendriyani cha khang vayu jyoti ap prithivi vishvasya dharini etasmat from that saguna brahman the nirguna brahman is beyond any such evolution it is always as it is because of ignorance once it appears as the cosmic mind then what happens from that evolves prana the vital forces the vital energy mana the mind sarvendriyani all the sense organs and then khang vayu jyoti khang means the akasha this akasha the space vayu here jyoti 
means the fire, the light, apa, water, prithivi, the earth, which supports everything, vishvasya dharini. The, all these five uh, perceptions, the five elements of these five uh, sensual perceptions constitutes our existence. So that's why it is called the Vishwasya Dharini, the other day, which supports all, which is the support of the entire phenomenal world. So this has evolved from there. Etasma Jayate. So this is the mantra which needs some elucidation to really understand what it is speaking. It is something speaking very wonderful. That it uh, so we sometimes uh, uh, just memorize the sequence which has been spoken of in Vedanta that because of uh, the sequences like that that Brahman the absolute Nirguna Brahman the uh, reality the Brahman which is Nirguna in association with Maya appears as the Hiranyagarbha or Brahma which constitutes the, which is actually the cosmic mind from where comes the five sukshma bhuta, the primal matter. From the primal matter is trigunatmak. It has three gunas, sattva, raja, tama. From the sattva aspect, from the shuddha aspect, the pure sattva of it, comes the five jnanendriyas. The eyes, the ears, the taste, the smell, and the touch. That is, for this, the five Indriyas are there, the eyes, the ears, the nose, the tongue, and the skin. So these are pure sattva. We will try to understand that this, these are the sequence which the scripture speaks of, and we memorize, we say, but what actually it means, we will gradually try to understand. So the shuddha, vishuddha sattva is the pancha jnanendriya. Mana is misrita, in which though it is predominantly sattva, but it is mixed with rajas and tamas. So from the five sukshma bhuta, from its sattvic part comes the five gyanendriyas. And from the mixture of sattva, rajas, tamas comes the mana, though it is predominantly sattva. From the rajas part, from the pure rajas comes the organs of action. This hand, the feet, the organ of excretion, the organ of procreation and speech. So these are the five, they are pure rajas. And the prana is the, the vital energy is the misrita. A, though it is uh, predominantly rajas, but it do has element of sattva and tamas. And from the pure, from the tamas, the, from this pancha bhuta, stula bhuta, through the process of panchikarana has came. So this is what the Vedanta script of the sequence of evolution, which is indicated in this mantra, the third mantra. That when it says Khang Vayu Jyoti Rapa Prithibi Vishwasvadharini, it is actually speaking of this sequence. That how, how from the Nirguna Brahman, because of its association with Maya, the Saguna Brahman, the Hiranyagarbha, is the first evolute from which the entire uh, world of sensual perceptions comes into bring, comes forth, has been indicated in this mantra. And from that mantra, we just now uh, try to understand the sequence in which Vedanta has formulated that how the other various evolutes comes out to make this world pathway visible in front of us. So this needs a bit 
understanding. It's a bit technical, but you will find it's very interesting. So we will, uh, today, uh, it won't, uh, the time won't permit. We will take from this portion. We understood the, for today's class as a synopsis, the first mantra of the second, uh, of the first chapter of the second part of Mundakupanisha speaks of the Saguna Brahman, where it is something the whole of which all the jivas are the part and they all have attributes. And the one who is beyond the Saguna Brahman as well as beyond the jivas, the absolute reality, the non-dual Brahman, he is beyond attributes. So how that one which is beyond attributes, the Nirguna Brahman, finds expression as Saguna Brahman and then the further evolute as the jiva and the world, how it happens, that sequence has been spoken of in the third mantra, which again we will take up in the next class to clarify that what this sequence of evolution really means. We will take and you will find it's really, very interesting uh, when we try to relate to the, this modern uh, way of understanding. So with this, we stop our discussion today. We will again take up this discussion again in the next class. Thank you all and Namaskars.